Welcome to Bounce. My name is Christina Foxwell and I am dialing in from Sydney, Australia and I'm joined by my fantastic and I love her to bits co-host. Jackie Arnold and I am dialing in from Ontario, Canada. And Thank to- you, Christina. It's a pleasure <laughs> and together we're the hosts of Bounce. Bounce. Um, <laughs> And maybe we can just remind our audiences why we started Bounce, Jackie, before we get going. Oh, wow. Well, how long has it been? Eight weeks now? It's been eight weeks and it's been really good. It's been so fun. We, well, we we met each other, uh, oh gosh, maybe six months ago now. And we've been talking and uh, when COVID hit, you and I thought, you know, maybe this was the time for us to you know, help people in the world to bounce through some of the uncertainty, uh, because you and I know that it's not, it's, it's about how we do that from the inside out that really makes a difference. And, exactly. and we, we thought we could reach out and, um, see who we could support in this process and, and at the same time support each other. Absolutely. Because, because it's, we're not experts in, in in this we just uh i I guess we've just become experts in being curious with our emotions Mm -hmm. and what's going on in the inside we're always uh uh, looking to see what's what's going on what's happening (laughs) and you know what this the these conversations that jackie and i have with you are real and filled with great love and we hope that you enjoy sitting down with your cup of coffee or going for your walk, plugging in and just listening to our conversation. And we want to be there with you. So we just, we're so thankful you've dialed in. Now we've got a fantastic topic today. I think all our topics are fantastic, but I'm biased. Um, but when Jack and I were really working through, you know, I've had a tough week and a half. Jackie's had some tough moments. Um, and we just really thought, what shall we share? Shall I share the topic? Sure. Okay. So the topic was joy or is joy versus judgment. Oh, boom. Okay. Um, Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Because we hear judgment and we all go, oh. And, um, we just want to throw our collective coach hats in the ring today. And by the way, we're just humans that have chosen to stand next to other humans. That's the job we have. Um, and so the stuff we're sharing with you is about how we stand next to others as we explore this journey called being a human. Um, mm-hmm. Did I put that right? Did I phrase that nicely? Love it. I love it. And I think what's interesting around this whole topic of, of joy, and I know I've struggled with this. I know you've had a really hard week. Um, yes. And may I just acknowledge that, that Christina lost her dad this week and yes. that that yes. has been really hard. And, and it does bring, you know, it sort of brings us to our humanness at a very core level. It absolutely does. Absolutely. And it's feeling deeply, which we are going to talk about, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to talk about that because, and why judge, like, why would judgment come into this? Because we know as coaches that our judger in us, the judgment that we either feel for ourselves or we project onto other people or we see in other people, steals from our joy. 
oh god doesn't it just and as I was preparing with Jackie Jackie's got some stuff to share I do we're just going to blend it and we hope you've got your pen and paper out if you don't after your walk write it down because these are good things Um, I went and had a look at joy because joy and judgment are two of my favorite topics that I talk about when I talk about alignment and finding our way and I do want to read this it says anxiety happens when you make your joy and your self-worth conditional to people's judgment of you and outer circumstances. It happens when you put people's opinions of you above your opinion of yourself and when you make your worthiness conditional to things turning out the way you expect it. Now that's quite chunky. It's quite chunky, but you know what? That kind of hits me in the gut. Why? Uh, well, for me that is that's been my own journey you know when I think about um, going you know my when I think about you know the change that happened to me when I started on my coaching journey it was all about this awareness that I was holding my own self-worth conditional on what other people thought of me on being enough of attaching it to outcomes you know, when I get to this point, then I'm going to feel really, when I lose 20 pounds, I'm going to be like that. I'll be happy when I get this many clients, I'll be happy when I, whatever it is. And so we're all just waiting. It's like that, uh, the waiting place in Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that just that, that place of, uh, gosh, that waiting for the success. time when things are perfect that place of success mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when you're not in that place yes then the judgment because i'm not i'm not there yet i'm not where i said it would be i'm not i'm not where you know other people are yes. then the judgment that we that we that we feel inside because we're not enough and then it eats away at our ability to to show up to just and to feel joy in any moment well it does because we're so busy beating ourselves up um i love that you say that i want to share a little bit of the journey i've had around this if that's okay so um about two and a half three years ago i was helping news corp in australia with some transformational work And as I was working with the leaders, there was such sadness that they were experiencing due to their roles changing, their divisions changing, and just the shame associated with some of the changes that happened for them. And I was looking at how do we get people to feel joy? Because to me, there was just something, it was just missing. And of course, Mm -hmm. I am an Oprah fan. Oprah, I love you. Um, (laughs) I've been watching Oprah since I was probably eight. <laughs> I know. And you know what? I, I'm so, I was watching her Super Soul Sunday and she was interviewing Sean Akel, mm-hmm. who's written a book on the happiness advantage. And I'm, I'm actually, this is naughty, I'm listening to her interview, which is on a video, but I don't care. I'm driving and I'm listening as I'm on my way to the office at 7 a.m. to go to News Corp to work with this group of people and happiness is on and I'm like what this is amazing I want to hear more 
and he was talking about joy and how joy is not about glass half empty or glass half full our jug can be continuously overflowing Mm. what do you think about that it's amazing because it, it, it can it can and it's but it takes work. Like it, 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 well, if you've it not does. done the work, you can't, it's hard to even grasp that. I mean, if I was listening to this five or 10 years ago, I would, I would be scratching, but how can that be? How exactly. can that be? So shall we unpack it for people just a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I love, should. I love definitions. So I've got a definition for happiness, which connects to joy and then for judgment. Well, I've got my own definition for judgment. Okay. Um, So joy is, happiness is the joy that we feel while striving for our potential. Joy is the small moments along the way. And we can't experience them if we're not present. So if we're living in the past or we're worried about the future, we don't experience the now. What do you think of that? That's a beautiful, that's beautiful because it's so true. And, and if it's, it's about, you know, we, we've talked a lot in the last few weeks around welcoming the unwelcome. Oh yes. You know, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we do that? Um, it, and, and it is a, when we're in comparison, mm. it takes us out of that moment. Oh, absolutely. Cause then we're wrestling for worthiness. And so it's about being able to, you know, it's the gratitude piece too. Really, it's it's anchoring in the what's happening, right? What's the gift in this moment? What's great about this moment? What am I learning in this moment that brings us right into that presence so we can squeeze the joy out? It's not just going to happen, right? We have to like squeeze it out sometimes. <laughs> it is. It's like the end of the toothpaste and some days we really yeah. just need it. And you actually have to go and find it. I I love saying that uh, joy is a choice. I choose to find joy. I never realized that when I was going through deep sadness. Um, And I was going through deep sadness because of tremendous judgment. Uh, Say more about that. Now that's interesting. So I will share part of my story. When I arrived in Australia, I arrived with two children and I was divorced. So anyone out there, if you want to judge me, send me a message. I'm going to love you through that judgment. Um, but I was divorced. I was, it was my third divorce and I'd arrived in Australia and I was, I'd met my now husband in Canada, in Toronto, uh, mm. before. And he was younger than me by four years, never had kids, and he was beautifully perfect such a gentle, generous young man. I say that now he's got grey hairs and it's 12 years later so he said that's my fault. Um, and we're married today. And part of the journey was um, that we were, when we arrived, I, I needed to give him space and because the space was hard to give um, in the sense that I had this vision, and this is beautiful because it connects to what you believe success is going to be, that we were going to be hanging out and be this instant family straight away. And it didn't happen, Jackie. Mm-hmm. He went through the settling in and the wrestling through 
um, and the fear of getting hurt by this crazy woman who's had four, three husbands and now, you know, and two kids. And, and so it was really hard. And so I experienced shame that I was too colorful and too bright and had too much baggage to go with this beautiful human being. And actually, I, I experienced judgment too because the team that we worked in, he exited the organization, I entered the organization. It's a very long story. And I felt that without the meaning to, they were worried I'd hurt him. So judgment, judgment, judgment. And even his parents who were so beautiful and I love them, I felt I wasn't good enough. So it just kind of built and built and built. And so I was a miserable bloody daughter-in-law. Miserable. Miserable. Um, didn't enjoy the time I had because I was so worried that whatever I was doing wasn't okay. And it kind of built and built and built. And so it's been a wonderful experience to take the bags off, put the bag shame bags down. And actually some of it was probably judgment because it is. You can't get away from it. And judgment is someone else's shame that they feel when they look at you. Because their value system is having a heart attack based on what they're telling themselves about you. Yes. Their value system or their own, yeah, their own not enoughness, their own beliefs, their own biases. And Mm -hmm. their own fear of relevance. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, that I do that's core of all the coaching that I do with clients is I talk about the judger and the learner. Yeah. It's from a, a book uh, by Marilee Adams and it's called change your questions, change your life. Nice. And it has, I mean, it's, it is the core of the book I go back to all the time because when uh, and so the premise is that we're born judges. So judger, the judger, we have it all in us, and so we, you know, it's sort of that accepting that there is a piece of me that judges, right? Even though we might say, no, I'm very, you know, welcoming and I'm inclusive, and we all have it in us, Absolutely. and so it, it comes from a survival, right? We're born that way. We were born to. It's our protection, and so. Um, and so we have to learn to accept that and then practice curiosity and or practice the learner piece. So, you know, oftentimes when I'm, I'm coaching a client or even with myself, um, we just notice what's the language that's coming up? What is the fear behind that? Because it's always about fear. Um, our judger put us, it puts us in comparison of others. It puts us in win-lose. It puts us in enoughness. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's fear driven while joy is love driven. Yes. Presence driven, compassion driven, forgiveness driven. So, some of the questions that we can have when we're in that judger that, yeah. that we might even not be aware of, because it's about bringing this to the conscious level. We all have this at some level, we just might not be aware of it. Well, why don't you um, run through some of them? Because they sound Yeah, I'll run through some of them. So when we're in judger, some of the questions that we can have are, you know, what's, what's wrong, you know, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with them, you know, in that sort of, with the big question mark at the end, Mm -hmm. whose fault is this? Oh, nice. Mm. How can I be in control here? Mm. How can I get hurt? Mm. Right. So the protection of, you know, uh, 
um, why is he or she so stupid? Why is he so frustrating? Right? You, you could, you know, that's that true wanting to protect what, you know, and going back to what you said before, what is it in me that I don't like over there that's that's making me, me feel fearful inside? It's projecting this. Absolutely. Or why even bother? So those are some of the judger questions. Do you recognize, do you relate with some of those? Oh, I don't just relate to some of them. I've heard them and I've used them. Mm-hmm. And I think that judgment space is such a fear. I'm going to say this just outright of relevance in some way. Um, and when that happens, it's so hard because how do you move from judgment to joy, from fear to love? It's, it's, it's a stuckness, right? Yeah, it's a stuckness and it, it kind of like spins. Right. And it's like, and I talk about, we've talked before about the inner critic. When we do this to ourselves, it's in fact, you know, a version of our inner critic inside, you know, and this happened to me last week. I was having a conversation with somebody um, and I was actually having a debrief on some information and me as a coach, I was stepping in for greater learning. But I, in doing so, as you know, it's always that opening up the vulnerability to the, the, when you open up and take a look the fear of being so open after all this time i'm still i'm still not enough mm. oh <laughs> god yes oh. and you and i had a conversation about how raw that was for me to be able to look at myself they brought up the shame yeah. you know of oh my goodness here's a piece i still need to work on and now somebody else knows about it and i wanted to i wanted to run Mm-hmm. Um, and but what I did in that moment was I you know I reached out to the people that I care about I was able to express how I was feeling to bring me back to balance and realize that I wasn't going to negotiate my worthiness with this debrief yeah. um, and that I was going to step into love for myself and I was going to yeah. step into the curiosity and the learning absolutely and that was so transformational for me was... I, I love yeah keep going Jackie sorry no no go ahead I think as you were talking I could see the square Brene Brown talks about mm-hmm. and she says it's your trust square make a list of the people you truly trust when they mm-hmm. give you feedback they're giving you feedback because they love you unconditionally and their feedback counts above all The other feedback is reflections of perspectives and the ripples you've potentially created or that your own thinking is creating. And absolutely explore it and learn from it and then be peaceful. And I know, oh God, I sound like a guru. Just be peaceful. It's not that easy, is it? (laughs) But you know what I heard you say there? And this this is the part that's true. It's our thinking that gets in the way of our joy. It is. That's the thing. It's our thinking. It steals our joy because the interactions, it's like, imagine. I told you about an email I got today. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not opening that up. And John, my husband is with COVID. He's working in my office space with me. And I said, okay, I know you think I'm courageous, but this was a worthiness wrestle that I had with a specific client and 
I just can't open this email. And he's going, don't be ridiculous. You're one of the most courageous women I know. And I mean, I'm, I, I, I need you today. <laughs> and I think he, he must think, you are insane. So he sat down, read it and went, you know, darling, it's okay. And even if it wasn't okay, I just needed him to see it before I did. And that sounds ridiculous. I was going to look at it, but I needed him to stand next to me. And maybe that's the thing because I know that he loves me unconditionally. And when he stands next to me, I have the courage sometimes to face my greatest fear. And it's the fear of being good enough. How beautiful. It's not weakness. And when you... No, it's not weakness. And to, it's not. It's so courageous. And it's scary. It's so scary to open up that side of you um, to say, I'm really afraid of what this email might say. Can you, can you stand next to me while I do it? Because that's that swampland that I'll go to. Because every time, and this is that Maya Angelou saying, so I'm going to go there. It's not what you say or do, it's how you make people feel that's what they remember. Now, I love that because you and I can walk around that quote several ways. Um, you might not intend to make me feel worthless. The interaction I've had with you has brought a trigger up for me, and we're going to go to trigger shortly, oh, that has made yes. me then experience an emotion that is possibly well beyond this one. Now, Jackie, why don't you run through some of those triggers? Because honestly, that is the mm. greatest challenge. Because yes. fear overwhelms us. Well, yes. And let's just, uh, if I may, can we yes. just unpack what you just said? Because that was brilliant. And if you haven't been doing this work, you might not, you might not, that might not land in that moment. But what you're talking about is when some, you have an interaction with somebody yes. and you get that reaction and you want to fight back and you want to, or you want to run away or whatever you want to do in that moment, scream. What we do as coaches yeah. with ourselves, uh, and then sometimes, you know, after the fact, because we, <laughs> we may have behaved badly in the moment, because we're human. <laughs> we're human. Is we unpack that to say, what was it that happened in that moment that caused me to have that reaction? That, that shame that I'm not enough or that like you're an ass or whatever it is <laughs> however you you either do it internally or you do it externally <laughs> what's behind that is usually a trigger and so unpacking that to see what is the piece that got you there what is it about that interaction or that person because sometimes it can be a, a person that does it to us like a certain person every time we see them they trigger us um, and so it's helpful to understand what is it about that interaction that makes me feel triggered. So I'm going to run through some of the list. Go for them. Go for them. Okay. So here's a few. I won't read them all. And this is from the Gottman Institute. Um, I felt excluded. Oh, gosh. Mm. I felt powerless. Yeah. I felt unheard. Mm. That's a big one for me. Here's one. Oh, I felt scolded. Oh, my gosh. You ever have that where you're like, I felt like a child in that moment. I felt like, you know, so I, yeah. Um, this one is, is, is my biggest one. I felt judged. Yeah. Yeah. I felt disrespected. That one's my one, by the way. Okay. Disrespected yeah. is mine. Say more about that. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I felt like the bad guy. Yeah. Like I feel like I was being blamed. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that was unfair. Yeah. I see that a lot. You know, I see people saying, "But it's not fair. It's not right." Not being able to get out of that. Okay, what's underneath that? I felt controlled. I felt trapped. I felt disconnected. I felt forgotten. And and there's many, many more. There's many, many more triggers. That, and the, that... the one I shared with you today, when we spoke about this before the session, I had the most painful interaction with someone um, in which the love that I so deeply carry and the kindness that I bring was seen as bad because it triggered something for them. And in that moment, when I got that horrific interaction with that lovely person who's going through their own pain, um, I felt like I was being told I'm disgusting and that I was being told that I'm unauthentic and all the things that I had learned to take the armor off so that I could be my unicorn self, my real self, was being identified as bad. And that was incredibly traumatic when you'd done all the work and you're told that you'll only be accepted if you can be armored up and closed up. And I think... Mm. In reflection, boundaries would have been wonderful at that stage, but feeling so judged, I went into deep pain and I lost joy. I remember coming home lying next to my husband sobbing. You know that feeling, right? Where you're just so, so, you're hurting. And it's not just this moment. And this is what we want to share with you. It's all the moments you've had in your life that are connected to that specific trigger. That thing just play like this horrific record, reminding you of your worthlessness versus your worthiness. And I think the key thing here that I think is really important, we want to encourage you, you are worthy, but you have to be kind to yourself. And I think learn from it. So I've learned from it. I've learned that maybe me walking around completely naked in my vulnerability uh, can can make people incredibly fearful. Um, And I've learned that, um, hmm, is it tempering it? I think it's just making sure that I don't blind people with my sparkling. Do you know what I mean? So just to be conscious of the fact that not everybody might be on this crazy journey of discovery that I am and to um, be generous with that. And love them anyway. Totally. And not make Mm -hmm. them feel judged by my learning and growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was on a call with someone today and they are wrestling with some of this growing self stuff because they're very smart but struggling with the hard stuff Jackie and all Mm -hmm. I said to them was and this is my intent I just want to stand with you where you're at if you'll allow me to do that wherever we go it's okay 
that's that's beautiful and I, I you know have that similar experience with my clients it's it's helping them explore their where they're at <laughs> and they're never at the same level never. right and and we're never and so just allowing them to open that up and to start to feel because what I find and I don't know if you find this with your clients is is well, we talk about this all the time the armor right the the, the one we want to armor up um, and then sometimes we have a, a session with a client and they open up and then it's like they armor back up because they have a shame hangover exactly, <laughs> exactly. and this is where curiosity becomes our friend on our joy journey yes because we always have the chance to revisit what is it about you know what is it I'm feeling right now what's going on with me what is it what why is it that you know yesterday I was okay and today I'm feeling really a lot of shame around this mm. and just keep unpacking it with curiosity mm. and with much grace for yourself mm-hmm. you know um, some of the work that Dr. Jill Stoddard does and Jackie and I she's agreed to be on our podcast listeners Woo-hoo. yay we're gonna have start having guests um, we're gonna start having exciting. some guests um and she she works with acceptance and commitment therapy and i think the way to joy is through acceptance you know i think sometimes we don't want to accept that we feel so awful and we don't want to go through that feeling of oh my god um I have just, I could have done this better or I'm feeling so embarrassed or whatever it is. I think we've got to be able to walk through our feelings and I think we've got to be able to see it differently. And they use a lot of metaphors in the work they do. And I love Mm -hmm. storytelling and metaphors because I think it helps people see. Because it doesn't make it about them. No, no. Another thing you can do, so I, 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 um, I shared the judger questions, yes. is to replace those with learner questions. So we said curiosity, but you know, how do you do that in a moment? So do you have some? Um, I do, okay. I do. Um, and so, so it's just they're simple. Um, but you know, here I'll just I'll start with one of them is what what am I responsible for yes. in this? What's hap- no, what am I responsible for in this? What's uh, what's useful oh. about what's happening? Love right? It. You know, so we're in a, you're in a, you're in a, you know, a situation, and you're starting to feel triggered, and you know, what's going on? What's useful? What's this telling me? Mm. What's useful about this? What what can I learn here? What's the gift? Yeah. Um, I wonder what the other person's going through. Right oh, now. that one is the absolute stinger because. When we're so wound up in fear, we can't think of anyone but ourselves. And if we do start doing that, we start having a look at it differently. Yeah. Like, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? Yeah. What do they need? What does that person need? That is huge. You know, in that moment where somebody is is triggered, you know, to be able to go underneath that and say, gosh, you know, what, what do they need in this moment to feel balanced? then you lean out with connection absolutely you, you know you lean out with connection and love and acceptance and um so those are just a few of the questions that that could help help ground you find your question that you need in that moment so let's quickly talk about being aware of where you're at mm. 
because that helps you ask the questions, doesn't it, Jackie? It does. So by being aware that I am in fear or love, joy or judgment, and actually listening to your language. I love the Oz principle above the line, below the line um, accountability model. Um, Mm -hmm. And it says it's about being a victim. I like saying it's about being a victim or a victor. Mm -hmm. Judgment or joy, fear or love. As soon as I'm in that victim space and I am struggling with worthiness. By the way, victim's not shameful. It just is. Okay? Mm -hmm. It just is because we all go there. That is human. That's human. And it's about just finding our location moment to moment. And it's not, you know, it's not. When I first started doing this work many years ago, I'm like, okay, I think I'm really curious and I think I'm, you know, I think I'm mostly good, you know, Um, and it, it, (laughs) and the learning is this isn't about all in one way or the other. It's about moments. We're human. We're perfectly imperfect. Yes. And we're going to have moments of even all the work we do. You know, in a moment, I can, I just snap my fingers like that, flip to judgment. And then it's about noticing, oh, where am I right now? Totally. Isn't this interesting that I'm, this is the thought process I have is, you know, and so unpacking that in a moment, we're just shifting, you know, sometimes it's as simple as a deep breath and a shift. I love, <laughs> I love, love, love that because it is so important. I think... And also surround yourself with people that can help you. Um, I'll use my beautiful husband again. He goes, put that bag down, Tina. Because if I'm carrying judgment that I've received, it becomes my shame. And then I carry it and I struggle to put it down. Yet it's the fear of putting it down. I don't know why we carry it. We just do. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like the cross we have to bear. But actually, the good news is, if it doesn't serve you, put it down. Ah, love that. You know, because why on earth would you carry something like that and keep beating yourself up when there's so much about you that's amazing? I'm dyslexic, and I didn't speak English till I was six. So... Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Dutch South African home, which, and we grew up in a in the mine fields, mine gold gold fields of South Africa when I was younger. And so sometimes when I write, I use number one South African English, which all the South Africans out there, I love you, but man, we can overcomplicate a simple thing. Um, and then I'll throw in the Dutch thinking sometimes, which is double negatives, or the sentence structure can be slightly strange. And then the third thing is, I will miss a mistake. Mm. And I won't see it. I won't, I won't connect with it. it won't, and then my whole team are a little bit like me, so they can't see it either. Um, and then we publish it. And someone said to me the one day, you are not credible when you have a mistake in your work. Mm. And that broke my heart. And I thought, geez, the amount of time I study and I read and I put time in, that that imperfection would take away from my ability to help you. That is just terribly sad. Well, and that's the judger. That's the judger in us, right? That, that need to be perfect, right? All of us have that in us some way to some degree. It's, it's a bit of an epidemic, I think, perfectionism in our culture today. 
this need Indeed. to be, you know, no mistakes. I, I, I worked uh, many years ago with um, an organization, so we did some joint work together, and and we did the same work, but we did it in different countries. And and the mantra of the CEO on the on the on the other organization to his team was no mistakes. Oh my goodness, Jackie! <laughs> I remember feeling like. Oh my goodness. So alt so even though I, it just it just made me it, you know I internalized that to my interactions with him then needed to be perfect. Yes. Which created fear. And then all of a sudden it was fear. It's fear. And then what happens when you're fearful? You're going to make a mistake. It's true. <laughs> Where you can't you can't operate at your best when you're in fear. And I like this. You know, some people will say, "Oh, you can." It fears it fears a motivator. Um, yeah, I think fear can motivate you to some degree, but I don't think you can be your best self. No. So <clears throat> here's the science that Sean Aikor uses in his work. The the neural pathways that we have, they are they have to light up in order for us to see and understand things. When we're in fear, we actually shut down that sensory, and we go into our reptilian brain which is fight, flight, mm-hmm. or freeze, which means we don't actually, all the neural pathways don't light up the way they could. So we don't actually see or understand what we could. We go into that state of complete self-isolation to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's unnecessary. Um, and sometimes maybe it is necessary if someone's let you down, but I, I listen to... Frances Frey again. Remember Frances Frey? We spoke about her flying. Yes. And I was I yep. was running a session this week and I played her TED talk and redemption was one of her keywords. Redemption. And I thought, God, that's an amazing term. Redemption, which means I'll give you another chance. You you know, you're not written off. You're not this isn't final. And I think maybe that's the thought to get from judgment to joy is to give ourselves a bit of redemption and not excuse what we have but to own it and then to know that that is not the definition point yeah it doesn't define you you're not defined by that moment that mistake that you know it's not a, it's it's a part of the journey that you're always given the opportunity to redeem over and over right we don't we're not whatever we did 10 years ago doesn't need to be part of our reality today you know if we've learned those lessons we're always going to continue to grow and learn and and we always have the opportunity to develop our character oh absolutely because what else do we have you know i've watched my dad obviously he passed away this last week and i have been watching him for the last 30 years as an adult and or soon to be adult but late teenager and till now and I've watched my dad go through all those elements of that I'm now experiencing as an adult who my children are watching and I think there's so many moments that even in his imperfection we love him and there's redemption and I think that is truly the key thing. If we get stuck in not being able to find our way to joy, 
and reach for it. It's a choice. It's right there. It's a choice. I often sit with people and go, so they go, how can you do it? I said, well, maybe we just start with simple gratitudes. You know? Um, and the other thing I really like saying is just be present. And joy is not happiness every single second of the day. Apparently, that's a disorder, which is cool too. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know what I want to say about that? Um, uh, uh, Gretchen Rubin wrote The Happiness Project. I don't know if you've read that book. I read it many years ago, but this sticks with me. She said, um, you know, she, she did the project because she wanted to be happier. And so she talks about it. But what she talked about is this happiness, which she realizes. And I, and I, it, I just stuck with me is that it's not in a moment always, right? It's in the looking back when you say all of those things, you know, let's say you have a party and when you're in the middle of the party, there's, you know, you're not sure if it's joyful because there's lots of things going on. When you stand back and look at it, you can say, wow, wasn't that amazing? All of those interesting things that happened, you know, the you know the the mishap with the cake and the <laughs> the kids running in and out or the fighting or or you know um people were you know you were late or and you know all of that imperfection was actually part of the joy was actually all part of the happiness isn't it just and, yeah and so if you can remember that and i and i i've actually brought that into my con sometimes when i've been in the middle of a I don't know, you're in the middle of preparing for something and it's stressful and you don't know how this is going to turn out and you're to realize that you're really enjoying this process because it's part of the bigger, it's part of the bigger journeys. And I think if we can, we can try to bring that into our present, we can remember that this is all part of the joy. It is part of the joy. And Jackie and I, as we were preparing for today's session, we said, how does this, this all links to bounce. This links to welcoming the unwelcome. It links to, you know, ebb and flow. And I think it links to just simple acceptance and love. And I think there's one thing that I want to encourage you to consider out there. In order to step into joy, we need to be with people. I think as human beings, we were made for connection. And don't fear the connection. I am so grateful Jackie and I connected. There is such intense joy in this friendship and this shared journey that we're doing. And I cannot tell you. And you know what? When Jackie and I connected the first time, it took. we weren't quite sure and we were just really friendly, but we weren't sure. And we just kept back coming back and back. And we have built this beautiful thing called friendship and love and care. And this week, Jackie sent me the most beautiful bouquet of flowers outside my door. I drove up and I was there. There it was. And so I want to encourage you. That gave me joy in my heartache. This joy and sorrow comes together. Um, but we really want to encourage you. I think we're running out of time. Man, we could talk to you forever about joy. <laughs> Jackie, what do you want to leave as a few last thoughts? I'm really joyful that my husband's unloading the dishwasher right now, and I hope it's not going to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful that he's unloading it. Um, 
and uh, I, I am just, I'm almost at a loss for words, you know, um, grateful for our conversation and our friendship. Like you said, um, it comes from the ability to be vulnerable, to let yourself, let somebody in to see you and remembering that that is, you know, being seen and being heard by somebody creates that joy. Um, and so, you know, just encouraging you to, to, you know, open yourself up and be open to that because it's, you know, the best things come out of going through a scary place. Agreed. So, Agreed. And I want, I'm excited because we are going to start doing these a little bit over Zoom so people can actually see us. Um, yes. So I'm going to be doing some work on that. Now that I said it, we have to do it. Um, so I... We will. So we'll we'll see when we get maybe it's when we get Jill on that we will um we'll try to get that set up so that people can see us a little bit and um we'd also love any of you to reach out to us to let us know what you think, what you like, what you'd like to see, whether maybe you want to be a guest on our show. Because exactly. um, we want to talk to people that can help us make a difference so that others can bounce. Mm-hmm. Now I want to read one more thing before we go. Is that okay? Okay. Joy yes. is what happens to us when we allow ourselves to realize how good things really are. Mm. Isn't that a nice way to end today? So it we've sure got is. lots up our sleeve. We always do. Uh, Jackie and I are firm believers that we want to make a difference and we are making a difference. So Jackie, um, I'm going to sign off from Australia and uh, we would like to just ask everyone to be connected. What about you? I am going to sign off as well. And uh, yeah, I love that what you just read there, finding the joy in those moments. Um, So I would just encourage you to go and, and look with a fresh set of eyes at the joy in your life. And that is Bounce signing out. Take care till next week. Bye.